You're listening to Kiama Community Radio. This program is brought to you by Kiama Leagues Club, the modern, friendly heart of Kiama. Welcome to Around the Arena's Kiama Community Radio sports program, where you can regularly hear what's happening in sport across the region. What does a borrowed tent, a high school, a vacant oval and a hockey club have in common? Well, the Kiama Power AFL Club started its life around 1999 using a borrowed tent as its canteen and change facilities on game days at Kiama High School. The hockey club, who were resident at Benera Oval, moved away to another facility, so the Power took the opportunity to relocate and, after years of hard work, have made the Oval their proud home. This week, I have a chat with the Power Junior President, and discuss their evolution. So I'm talking to Dirk Overton, the president of the Kaima Power Junior AFL Club. I'm here this evening at training. There's a lot of people around. It's a fantastic facility they have. Just built brand new club rooms here at uh, Benera Oval. Um, and it's, it's just fabulous, the, uh, the facility they have. So Dirk, they tell me that the club started around about 1999 at the Kaima High School using a borrowed tent as you can do in club rooms. So it's 20 years down the track from that, or a little over 20 years, so fill us in on what's been happening over those 20 years. Thanks, Glenn. Yeah, so 20 years doesn't seem like a long time, but for a footy club, it is, it is a long time. We started off, as you said, in a tent up at the uh, Kaima High School ovals. We then got a, when hockey vacated the site, uh, the Kaima Power we claimed the club rooms and, uh, and, and it was a step up from the tent. It was, uh, we, we did some modifications to that because it was a toilet block and, uh, and added a small canteen and another storeroom early on and it became our home. So we, we, uh, when we started 20 years ago, we had three teams in the juniors and, uh, and one senior team. Over the years, uh, that, that has grown. I was involved in the seniors uh, 20 years ago and when I turned up to the first training there was uh, three people here and um, and you know we managed to cobble together a side had had a lot of fun and a lot of those players from that time are still involved in the club in an administrative capacity and their kids are still playing but the club has definitely grown it's a difficult market Kiama um, we've got rugby soccer rugby league and you know and all the other sports netball so there's lots of choice for people so to break into a market such as Kiama for an AFL club is, is is difficult but we we prided ourselves on on three principles fun family and participation premierships are great everyone loves to win but it was more about getting people involved and, and making it social so we we certainly achieved that in the first year the social part of it mm-hmm. we didn't win much but we won a lot of uh you had a good time. Won a lot of fans. <laughs> you had a good time. Well, when you say it's hard to get into the market, we're here tonight for our listeners. Uh, you might be able to hear some background. There's probably 100, 100 or more people here at training tonight. So you certainly got some uh, participation, that's for sure. So, Dirk, um, how many teams have you got? And how many teams play for the power? Yeah, so in the, in the junior club, as I said, uh, we started off with three. Uh, so that's around 60 kids. Um, and now we have 14 and nearly 300 kids 
in the seniors. We started off with, as I said, three at training on the first night. And now we've got uh, two senior men's and two senior women's sides. And the, the most pleasing part for us is the involvement of the, the women and the girls. It was only three years ago that we introduced uh, a female age group at all, and that was the under 12 girls. And, and this year, I'm pleased to say, we've got an under 11s, under 13s, under 15s, and under 17 girls teams, and the two senior women's teams. We haven't had to merge with other clubs. We haven't had to do joint ventures. They're all from Kiama. That's amazing. I was going to ask about girls' participation because girls' sport in the region has absolutely exploded over the, in recent years. And, and I don't know where all the girls come from. Uh, do they play multiple sports? I hear stories sometimes that the girls turn up here, they'll play AFL on a Saturday, then they'll nip over and they'll play some other sport on a Sunday, soccer in particular. So uh, do you have that happening Absol here? Absolutely. There's, there's, there's no limitations for the girls. Uh, we have girls that play, we've got elite netballers that are playing AFL. We've got soccer players that are playing AFL. We've got lots of girls that play league tag and then come and play AFL. I think we're, we're lucky with the juniors that we play on a Sunday because lots of other teams play on a Saturday. Yeah. Lots of other codes play on a Saturday. So they're, you know, they're looking for something else to do. And, and it gives the girls an opportunity to play a contact sport that's you know, still safe. Yeah, it seems to me that, um, well, I don't know what the popularity is, what, what drives the popularity in AFL, but certainly um, hard contact sports, the harder ones, like I would, I'd venture to mention um, rugby league and rugby union, are people looking for less contact? They say that AFL is a contact sport, but I don't see as much contact as the others. Would that be right or wrong? I think it's more a different contact. It's, it's not front-on contact all the time. You can get tackled. From, because it's a 360 game, it's not two lines of people you know, leading towards one another. Yeah. It's, you can get tackled from behind, from the side. You can shepherd for your teammates. So if you protect your teammates then they, and they protect you, then the contact you know, on the ball carrier can be, can be you know, less. But to say it's not a contact sport, you should have a go. Because I, I, I thought that. I, my dad played rugby for Kaima for a lot of years. I was the ball. I got. A, I found a mug at home, the 1984 Kaima Rugby Union ball boy, from when Dad was playing. Yep. Um, I found it the other day, and I was going down a rugby path, and it wasn't. I didn't play my first game of AFL till I was 26, and I came across from basketball. But I had my first game of AFL, and I thought, this is way harder than it looks. It, you got to be. There's no room for lack of fitness, because it's a whopping great big ground, and there's nowhere to hide. If you're not willing to run, you're not going to get the ball. So all sports rely heavily on, on volunteers. Do you have um, plenty of volunteers that help you out here? We're super lucky in our club that our volunteers are long-standing. As I said at the start, there's lots of people that played 20 years ago that are now in president, vice president, treasurer type roles in the senior club and the junior club. And that you know Kim Williams and Sue Hilton are life members of this club and I met them 20 years ago when I turned up to that first training session. So we're really fortunate in that respect. And you're right, it's, it's based on volunteers. Nobody is, gets paid at our club. Uh, it's all, you know, what you put into it is what you get out of it. Okay. And um, so I hear Auskick. So tell me about Auskick, please. Auskick's a program that uh, is, is Australia-wide, and it's, and it's the program to introduce the young kids to the sport. It, it is focused purely on skill development and fun, uh, and, and it's having a ball in your hand. 
The AFL have done a really good job of that program, getting into schools and encouraging kids to enjoy the sport and then giving them a flyer to take home to mum and say, mum and dad, I'd really like to play this game. Can I go down and check out my Auskick program? And again, we've been really fortunate. You know, I've been involved in Auskick for, well, in the club for 11, in the junior club for 11 years now. And there's only been three Auskick coordinators. Okay. in 11 years so, so there's lots of experience yeah. and and someone will come in have a look the next year they'll start taking over and the next year they'll take over so they know the program and they know how to make it fun for the kids we had up to 55 Oz kickers there at one point and and we're reaping the fruits of that because those kids are now playing under 15s and under 17s where we've got two teams and other clubs struggle to make one team so, Dirk, if I, if I want my children to play, what, what do I do? How, how, do I, how do I contact you guys? Best way is through uh, either our Facebook page, which is Kaima Power AFL, or through our website, which is uh, Kaima Power AFL as well. If, if you search through either of them, you'll find contact details, or just drop down to training. Everyone's you know, more than welcome to join in. We've, we've had new players turn up tonight. We're in round four, and they get welcome with open arms. They get a pair of a pair of socks and a pair of shorts it's part of their rego and they join in we don't turn we don't turn kids away and we don't turn adults away we we find a spot for them that's that's our job as administrators of the club is to be inclusive we've had kids with disabilities you know we've had kids with special needs and they all get a game well dirk thanks very much for talking to me today thanks for being part of this on kaima community radio i've got to say what a magnificent facility you got here some of the other sports in our district they would love to have have what you've got here. Must have been uh, a, a great, a great coup to get that. But um, it's been fabulous talking to you, and thank you very much. Thanks, Len. Appreciate your time. KCR Kiama Community Radio for the community by the community. Some sports results that interested me over the weekend in senior rugby league. At Jamboree, celebrations were in full swing as John O'Dallas celebrated his 300th grade game for the club. John O and his family are the backbone of the Jamboree club, and it was great to see John O's 300th game was a victory. In fact, a 64-0 victory over Milton Ulladulla. Congratulations, John O, on a tremendous achievement. In other Jamboree results, reserve grade played an all draw with Milton, while Milton under-18s. 18, defeated Jamboree 4. In ladies' league tag, Jamboree 18, defeated Milton 6, while in ladies' league tag 2, Jamboree 11, defeated Milton 10 in a very close match. At Jeringong, Jeringong played Shell Harbour. In first grade, Jeringong 28, defeated Shell Harbour 12. Best on ground for Jeringong were Denver Ford, Cal Collins and Alexander Weir. In reserve grade, Jeringong 36 defeated Shell Harbour 10, while in ladies' league tag 2, Shell Harbour 26 defeated Jeringong 6. And it appears Kaima will need to do a bit of work during the week prior to coming up against Jeringong next weekend. The Knights went down to Albion Park Oak Flats 54-4 in first grade, and the task wasn't made any easier when Knights captain Kieran Poole left the field in the first half after a head knock. The Knights Reserves also went down to Albion Park, Oak Flats, in a tight match. In Junior A Netball, the results from Round 4, Jeringong 7-17, defeated Beachettes 8-9, 
while Climber Down 638 defeated Beachettes 7-4. And finally, congratulations to Jane Sherlow, who has been crowned 2021 Ladies Golf Champion at Kiama. That's all I have time for this week, but if you want your sport to be part of the program, contact me at kcradiocontent at gmail.com. I'm Glenn Shepherd, and I hope to see you around one of our sporting arenas. You've been listening to Kiama Community Radio. The views, information or opinions expressed during this segment are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Kiama Community Radio.